0: Good evening. Good evening. Miles Road, Pastor Jim, I love your pastor. I shall not forget the day that Pastor Jim embraced me with his love and with his friendship. And I love you and I thank you for being a friend and a pastor to me. Thank you Miles Road for allowing me to come and be a part of your summer series on Giants for God. I'm delighted, honored to be here with you, and hopefully to bring a message of encouragement to you, but also to challenge all of us as we continue tonight. From uh, I invite you to open your Bibles with me to the Book of Joshua. Thank you for bringing your Bibles with you tonight and turning to the Book of Joshua, chapter one, verses one and two, and verse five is what I'll read, and we'll stay there for the most part tonight. But uh, tonight. The message series continues on Joshua, a giant for God. Joshua 1, 1, the word of the Lord says, beginning in verse 1 of Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. And that's God's word to our hearts and minds this evening. And if there is one book in the Bible that is devoted to the telling of the story of how one man took a weary people went on a conquest of a great country. That man was Joshua. And some things I'd like to share with you just as an introduction and background to this see, this evening. Uh, Moses died when he was 120 years old. And Joshua was inaugurated by the Lord to lead the people of Israel. Joshua became the general of the army. He became the leader of the people. Now, the life of Joshua has generally been broken down into three stages of life for him. The first stage of life, about 40 years, Joshua spent his time in Egypt. Uh, That was the foundation of his life. Joshua was a slave in Egypt. He was also a, a servant of God but also a slave to Pharaoh. And it is in his first 40 years we will find that Joshua's foundation in his spiritual life was laid. The second stage of Joshua's life began the next 40 years. When the Israelites left Egypt, you know it as the great exodus under the leadership of Moses. Joshua was in that exodus. Joshua was also at Mount Sinai with Moses. Joshua also ascended partly up Mount Sinai. And by the time we find out a little bit later that he was also one of the twelve spies that was sent by Moses to explore, Joshua was also one who came back to give an encouraging report. Now, the third stage of Joshua's life would be what we might call the, the next 25 years, the last 25 years of his life. Between his call to lead Israel and his death at the age of 110. And this is in the third stage that we're going to focus on tonight. Now, what we find out in all of these stages of Joshua's life, in, in all of his life, he was a submissive follower. He was not perfect, but he was consistent. Joshua had a high degree of success. He had failures. But that success was a lot primarily due to preparation. And Joshua truly was a giant for God. By the time he was appointed Israel's leader, he was 85 years of age. And so, just briefly, as we as we look at the man Joshua one can be much impressed with this man's speech. His speech was plain, it was very decisive. When God appointed Joshua to the task of leading, Joshua said to the officers, pass through the camp and command the people. He was plain, he was decisive. When the people stood at the Jordan ready to cross over, Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, prepare yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will will do wonders among you. Again, when Joshua came to the near the end of his life, he said those words you're familiar with. He was plain, he was decisive. He says, but for as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua commanded the people very plainly, he said, to put away the strange gods, incline your heart to the Lord. So we can be impressed with the speech of Joshua. We can also be in, in, impressed with the heart of Joshua. Uh, Joshua led many conquests, and it was after the conquest of of Jericho, there's one narrative in Scripture, in chapter 6, where his heart is revealed. It was when Joshua sent his army up against uh, the city of Ai. At At that conquest, Joshua's army would be defeated, and he would lose 36 men in that battle. And the message of that defeat came to Joshua and he cried to God. He fell to the earth. He put dust on his head. His heart was broken. But it was then that the Lord showed Joshua his real trouble. Israel had sinned. They had disobeyed God's command to destroy everything in Jericho. And a man named Achan coveted and stole certain goods from the homes of Jericho and had disobeyed God. And Joshua's heart was troubled by sin. We should always be troubled by sin, beloved. It's a sad situation today, so often, or it seems, that many are not troubled by evil in our society and sin in our society. But, but much of what the Bible calls sin is, is treated uh, commonplace, so to speak. But, uh, but Joshua had a very light heart. He was troubled, yes, by defeat, but he was troubled by sin. And all of this leads us up to three things I want to share with you tonight about Joshua, a giant for God. Uh, there are three definite things that, that God gave to Joshua, and they're pictured here in the Bible that tells the story of this man and his last 25 years of life. And these three things that Joshua had from God, Joshua had them, and we can have them. You can have them. I can have them. And so what did this giant for God, Joshua, do? What does Joshua show us that he did? Well, the first thing we find that Joshua did is that he embraced and entered into God's plan. He embraced God's plan. That is verses 1 through 4. We find that in verse 1. That the Lord. After the death of Moses. The Lord spoke to Joshua. And the word was in verse 2. From the Lord to Joshua. Immediately straight out. My servant. Moses my servant is dead. Now arise and go. Now. Now. That's quite startling. It was startling, I'm sure, for Joshua. Uh, there's, I believe it was Napoleon who was, who was quoted to have, as a military officer. He was one to have known to have given Moses a name called Old 200,000. Because Moses was regarded as worth more than 200,000 men. He was a, a lawgiver. He was a, a leader. Yet Moses died. And so the thought might have been, during this leadership loss and the transition to hope for, if Moses and his faith and fortitude, and with Moses' patience and power uh, now gone, who's going to lead? Who could lead? Joshua and the people uh, could have given up and gone home. Joshua and the people could have cried by the coffin. And gone home and quit. Could there be any help? Could there be any hope? So the Lord spoke to Joshua, verse 1. Joshua, he didn't politic for the job. He didn't pull strings for the job. He was picked by the Lord. You see, Joshua embraced God's plan. He embraced it. And just as the, just as the Lord has a, had a plan for Joshua, He has a plan for you. He has a plan for me. He has a plan for each of us. The Lord has has given each of us talents and abilities. Uh, You're different from all others. God doesn't, as the late Dr. Stephen Olford famously said, God doesn't make duplicates. He only makes originals. And so, the Lord wants you to be different. The Lord wants you to be distinct. The Lord was sincere when he made you. It wasn't funny business. He he was very sincere when when he made you you and I. And and you can do something and be something that no other person can be and do. And so when God made you, he broke the mold. Now, some of you might be saying, well, I'm glad he did. (laughs) But but now you know why. Uh, Mine and your full satisfaction in life will come when we... uh, When we discover those talents and abilities and aptitudes that we have and develop them, but more importantly, dedicate them to the Lord. Such was Joshua. Joshua embraced, he entered into God's plan for his life, God's plan for the nation. And Joshua, therefore, became useful to the Lord. So do like Joshua. Get into God's plan and go on with God's plan. Surrender to God's plan this evening and stand in God's plan tomorrow. Joshua, what did he do first? He embraced and he entered into God's plan. Secondly, what this giant for God did was not only did he embrace God's plan, He enjoyed the presence of God. He enjoyed the presence of God. Notice what it says in verse 5, the last part of verse 5. He says, the Lord says, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Joshua knew that. The presence of God in his life. God promised that he would be with him every hour. You want the presence of God in your life? Do I want the presence of God in my life? Let's realize a few things about having the presence of God in our life. Like it was for Joshua, it is the same for you and I. Let's understand a few things now. I'm not talking about God being present everywhere, theologically. I'm speaking very personally here, the presence of God in our life. God's presence, number one, God's presence is made known to those who are seeking. Not that He's hiding from you, God is looking for the hungry. God is looking for the thirsty. God is looking for the seeking soul. Do you want the presence of God? I must ask, are you seeking the presence of God? Like the psalmist said, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee. You say, well, I'm not an early bird. Well, maybe you're a night owl. Maybe you're an afternoon lark. You're one of those, I'm sure. God's presence is made known to those who are seeking. God's presence is made known with the obedient. Give your obedience to the commands of the Savior and you and I will know the presence of the Lord. Moses obeyed and enjoyed the presence of the Lord. Joshua obeyed and enjoyed the presence of the Lord. Peter, James, John obeyed and enjoyed the presence of the Lord. Do you want the presence of the Lord? We must ask, are you obeying? Are we obeying? Thirdly, God's presence is made known to the unselfish. Selfishness is an enemy to us. If you and I are living a selfish life, we're cutting off the very presence of God. Now, it might be true that you're seeking, and maybe seeking uh, your... You're only good, but you, but you. We cannot know and enjoy the presence of God when we are so concerned with ourselves. God's presence is, is fourthly, it's made known with the concerned. Jesus cared for others, and we're taught to be concerned for people around us. Uh, and there's probably not a, a time in our life, in your life, or my life, than than we we feel the presence of God more than when we're when we're uh, concerning ourselves to the care of a needy soul. God's presence is with the seeking, it's with the obedient, it's with the unselfish, it's with the concern. What did this giant for God do? He embraced God's plan. He enjoyed the presence of God. Thirdly, he experienced the power of God. He experienced the power of God. Joshua knew the power of God. Uh, Joshua... 6 gives us the account of Jericho. Joshua saw the power of God when the walls of Jericho fell down. The Bible says the wall fell down flat. Joshua saw God's power when the Jordan River stopped flowing and the people walked across on dry ground. Joshua chapter 3. This is what the Bible says. It says upstream stood still. Quite amazing, isn't it? You and I waiting on the stream to come down. Upstream stood still. Joshua saw the power of God when he conquered one king after another. Perhaps, all, perhaps it was 31 total. So as, as we talk about the experience and the, the, power, of, the power of God, Joshua experienced it, so let's, let's remember some things. What was commonly said by the Lord to Joshua, the Lord would say to Joshua many times, Be bold. Why would the Lord say, be bold? Because Joshua would be afraid and he needed God's power. The Lord would say to Joshua more than once, he would say, Joshua, be strong. Now, why would the Lord speak to Joshua, be strong? Why? Because Joshua was weak and he needed God's power. The Lord would say to Joshua, banish doubt, get rid of doubt. Why? Because Joshua would be uncertain and he needed God's power. And we need God's power today, don't we? I need it. You need it. We all need it. And as it was for Joshua, it's likely the same for us. We are frightened. We are uncertain. We are weak within. Things going on around us. Areas of life. Concerns of life. And so, this evening, are you you willing to embrace God's plan? Are you... Willing to enjoy God's presence? Are you willing to experience God's power as did Joshua? Joshua faced uh, fierce foes, fortified fortresses, insurmountable obstacles, overwhelming opposition. But Joshua got into the plan and he got going with the plan. I heard the story of a farmer asked by his neighbor, Where are your crops? Farmer said, didn't plant any. Last year I planted seeds, got weeds. I had to fight the insects and the drought. I'm playing it safe this year. What a tragedy. While the farmer was idle, the land was not. It was growing weeds. And each day is a challenge, isn't it? What did Joshua do? What will you do? Will you play it safe and produce a wilderness? Or will you go with God, get into the plan, and go on with the plan? Young people need God's power. Young people need God's power to be able to stand for integrity and not infidelity. Parents need God's power to have strong convictions To stand for righteousness, to be steadfast and uncompromising. We need God's power. Now, so far I've told you what Joshua did with his life to become a giant for God. You may be wondering how did he do it? I'm glad you wondered. How did he embrace and enter God's plan? How did he enjoy God's presence? How did he experience God's power? I believe the answer is found in verse 8. Verse 8, the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Three things are indicated in this answer of how Joshua... Was able to embrace, experience, and enjoy God. First thing that's indicated here is that you must pick up and peruse the Bible. Notice what it says. It says, This book of law shall not depart. I I look at those words, shall not depart. Beloved, we have allowed the Bible to depart, haven't we? We've allowed the Bible to depart. And what he he means is to search the Scriptures. Don't let the Bible depart. Embrace it. Search the Scriptures. Carefully examine them. Well, what do you search for? Some things we can search for. We can search for a prayer to echo. We can search for a promise to believe. We can search for a pattern to copy. We can search for a sin to avoid. The second thing indicated by... The answer in verse 8, to embrace and enjoy and experience God, is that we must ponder the Bible. Ponder the Bible. The second part, the middle part of this, it says, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Meditate. That word meditate means to think upon it, but it also means to think upon it so as to be able to perform it. In 1 Peter, when it speaks about the Lord, we cast our cares upon the Lord, for He cares for you. He thinks about you. Now, He thinks not just to think and stop. He thinks in order to be able to help you and I. His thoughts, His ponderings, His cares as He thinks about you, He thinks with a purpose to help you and I. And so he is thinking about you so that he may act in a way to help you. And so for you and I to think or meditate on the Bible means to think on the Bible in order to act on the Bible with the intent of acting it out. And so when you and I act on the Bible, we're putting our body, our soul, and our spirit into it. We're putting our whole self into it. Because we intend to do something. I heard this advertisement in a corner cafe on the menu. The food item was listed as enthusiastic stew. Now, how many of you want some enthusiastic stew? Tonight? <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of stew is that, asked the customer. The waitress explained. The chef puts everything he had into it. And that's what you and I must do. We must put everything into pondering the Bible. We must put our whole self into it. Now remember, we're talking about how to embrace God's plan, how to we know what Joshua did. We're, we're learning the answers in verse eight how to enjoy God's presence and experience God's power. But there's a third indication. Not only do we pick up and peruse the Bible, not only do we ponder the Bible, but thirdly, we, you and I must practice the Bible. The third part of verse 8, it says, that you may observe to do all according to all that is written in it. Notice those words, observe to do. That means obedience. That means means to practice the Bible. There was a man on Broadway with a violin. And he asked the hippie, he said, how can I get to Carnegie Hall? And the hippie said, practice, man, practice. (laughs) And so, we must practice the Bible. We must practice the Bible. It it just doesn't come. It's not through osmosis or greenhouse or anything like that. We're We're not plants. We're God's creation. Joshua, you must be strong, courageous. You must believe. Joshua, you must pick up and peruse the Bible. Joshua, you must ponder the book of the law. Joshua, you must observe, practice the book of the law. You know what? Joshua did he did. In closing, I believe it's, it's certainly worth noting one more thing about Joshua. It was, it was in the, the, the earliest stage of his life, that first stage that we began with. When Joshua was somewhere around that age of 40, the age really doesn't matter. What matters is what he experienced in that part of his life. You see... Joshua, not only is the answer in verse 8, but this is also the answer. Joshua experienced a glorious deliverance from Egypt. We know that. Called the Exodus. We're familiar with that million man, million family march. But also, Joshua experienced a glorious deliverance in Egypt. Not just from Egypt, in Egypt. According to the Bible, Joshua was the eldest son in his family. Son of Nun, he was the eldest son in his family. Therefore, he was the firstborn. And that is significant. That is significant. Because we know that the final plague that that God sent against Egypt, against Pharaoh, was for the death of the firstborn. And at that event, I call it, when he was about that age, he, he learned, he, he encountered, he experienced that first Passover. And I believe Joshua had an encounter, I believe he had an experience... On the time leading up to that night of the first Passover, on, 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 the, on the night of the Passover itself, when the plague began, Joshua would see the blood of the lamb applied to the door. He would believe what was taking place. Joshua would be one, certainly be one to say, I know that I must go into this house believing. And that event, that experience, that first Passover, in his life, certainly, uh, I believe touched his life. I believe it changed his life. And Joshua, though he knew what it meant, what it meant to be submissive as a slave against the hard taskmasters, Joshua certainly now became submissive more than ever. And a follower of God. And you know, that, sh- that should remind each of us here of something else, of a time in our life. When we saw the blood by faith, when we saw the blood of another Lamb, the Lamb of God, upon the cross at Calvary. And somewhere along the way, well, after we be- when we became a child of God, somewhere shortly thereafter, along the way, Some dear one to us, we were also told about a book that we would need so that we can embrace God's plan, enjoy God's presence, and experience God's power. You see, as as a child of God, as children of God, we have the potential because we're children of God. We We have the potential To be a giant for God. Let it be said of Joshua tonight, he was a giant for God. May it also be said of you and I that in our lifetime, the same. Let's pray.